Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Well, a quick moment of self-congratulations, Curtis, before we get to the meat of this story, because I know you want to get to it. I know you want to get to Wickersham. Uh, just a quick question. I, I, you, you followed I, I had a quick thing, and you're interjecting with yeah, another quick thing. you can thing. go right after it. Has anybody been more right about anything than I have about the Brady-Bill divorce? You just interrupted me. I was about to cre- credit us both. Instead, you went for self-congratulation. You and I were in lockstep on Brady. I was fake take Laird before you were, by the way. And we both had the Brady, uh, the Belichick separation months ago. Right, but you had the uh, the results occurring slightly different. I was praising Tom Curran week by week. No, you, you I'm were talking the about the, the, the divorce four years ago. You thought one person would go in one direction and the team would go in another. God, we can't even have like a happy moment to start the show. You, you and I have agreed on two things in our entire broadcasting career. Brady leaving, Belichick leaving. We're right about both. Good job. And you're coming out and just taking shots. Um, no shots, just just a statement of fact. Do you believe this, Braverman? Uh, okay, good. The, the get, ego of this Joe guy involved. is just... Uh, Joe, good to see you this week, by the way. Good job filling in for Billy. Thank you very <laughs> much. And, Curtis, you get to keep your job because Belichick's gone. Yes, that's yeah, true. No retirement for Curtis. Wiggy will be on the cheese wheel. We have a lot to get to in the terms of that. But, I get really angry when I'm in the seat. Okay, the Patriot way until it wasn't. The latest Seth Wickersham novel, which broke a lot of takeaways, but I want your top takeaway because I know that well, the, the pullout quote about Brady's got to be it. But Well, the, the openings, the, the first paragraph or first you know a couple paragraphs begin where every story about the patriots will begin until they win another super bowl it begins with the separation from the best player to ever play football and it is robert Kraft lamenting i believe many of these quotes were from the meetup week one at gillette stadium you had the whole brady family at the the Kraft brady meetup right Sorry, the the, crap, the the Brady family, according to Wickersham, didn't even say a word to Bill Belichick. So anybody saying that things had thawed, Wiggy sits in this seat and says that Tom's problems with Kraft, not Bill. I mean, if you still say that after this story, I can't help you. Um, wrong again. But the, the Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, otherwise known as the great intelligent man, we'll get to that, says over and over again that he told me he was done couldn't play anymore, and now he goes and wins the Super Bowl. And everything about this collapse as an organization can be back to a couple things. One, obviously Brady, but nepotism rots. And the nepotism within the Kraft family 
and the nepotism within the Belichick family have led to several bad decisions encouraged by people working underneath their father. And you have Jonathan Kraft, who comes across awful in this story. I thought you would have appreciated the fact that he hated Bill, and no. it's laid out there for everybody to see. No, you, because... you and Jonathan Kraft are in total agreement on everything in life. What? In everything in life? I don't know anything about him. But <laughs> that's, I... that's all I know about him. Okay, but we, we both hate Bill. Right. Uh, we like Rivers and we hate Bill. That's true. <laughs> um, but the the way in which every decision was made after Brady left was on both sides vanity plays in an attempt to curry favor with the fans or regain power within the organization. Everything that we thought would be human nature looks like it occurred. And what you got was, instead of a come-to-Jesus moment, you know, let's figure this out the way we have. Let's get back to square one. Let's get to our roots. You know, you said Tom couldn't play anymore. You were wrong. But let's figure this out. They were doing half measure after half measure, and they were working to subvert the other instead of working together to win. And it's such a great case study in how quickly things unravel when the singular focus no longer exists. When winning was the core of everything, and I would say it ceased that after Super Bowl 53. 2019, that was not an offense that was designed to win. We all know what happened in 2020, and now here we are. And the the way in which the great intelligent man, as he's referred to in this piece, that's Robert Kraft, over and over again, he did everything trying to almost take back a decision you couldn't put back in the tube. And it's just the way Robert Kraft sat in front of the media and said he, Bill Belichick had control of every roster decision. Has any whopper been so quickly uncovered? <laughs> I felt like the Washington Post five Pinocchio was already. Well, he may have up until Brady won a Super Bowl in Tampa because then it's obvious that they started meddling. You're right. The Crafts lost it. They couldn't handle it. They didn't back their own decision to back Bill. And it just was untenable afterwards, except for the fact that if that's the case, why would they have given Belichick the multi-year lucrative extension last year? I mean, it already was showing signs of irreparable damage and, and disrepair. So we got an understanding, not a direct source, but we we had some information from a very good source mm-hmm. about how the people inside Gillette Stadium viewed the Patricia fiasco as a fireable offense. But my guess is, I don't know anything, this is not sourced, but my guess is that the Crafts thought 8-9 and nine was rock bottom. Right, that you're Bill eight, O'Brien would fix it. You're eight minutes away at Orchard Park with the lead in the fourth quarter to go to the playoffs last year with the debacle that was Matt Patricia. Now, according to Seth Wickersham, that offseason, Bill Belichick wanted to trade Mac Jones. Robert Kraft interceded right. and said no. And called him my guy, right? Correct. We're going to do everything we can to make sure my guy has the right people. Confirming that Robert had a big hand in drafting him. And by the way, to spin it forward to current day, if he felt that way a year ago about Mac, I am telling you 90% chance, maybe greater, that Mac is their guy again this year. With Gerard Mayo as the head coach, I don't know who the coordinator is, but they're going to give Mac another chance. They feel bad for what happened to Mac. They again in this piece, it's proven that Bill just let him out there to to, to dry purposely, maliciously, wouldn't pull the guy. 
after already breaking him. So Max, not, I think Max coming back. But here's the thing: is how can you defend Bill Belichick now? I mean, giving away the season with a double bird to the owner, a guy that we were told was obsessed with winning, clearly not. The benching in the final game of the season as a healthy scratch was one last middle finger. The whole theatrics on Wednesday of these two sharing the stage was so puke-inducing. I thought Bill came across well, talking about the fans. You could clearly see he didn't want to leave, and he's grateful for the support he's gotten over 25 years. He became a sympathetic figure down toward the end. Totally. I'm surprised, actually, to hear you say that. I he's thought Cole, so I'm not going to kiss him. <laughs> I thought you she... hate him like poison. <laughs> well, Jonathan does. I don't know about Robert. Oh, come on. They haven't spoken much lately, but I think they have an understanding. But who do you so, think Robert is more angry at deep down, Tomasi or Bill? <laughs> Tomasi. Okay. But you don't think Bill has a case to be pissed off for the meddling from the last year plus? Because it's obvious they were starting to shop for the groceries and they everything that they had said they they had backed him on. They no longer backed him on. Right, but that I don't respect him because I would say, then leave. You know, if you, no, I'm serious. Bill Just quit Belichick, in the middle of the year, or say what the owner's doing. He's violating your contract. You have the final say. But either way, Robert Kraft wants to trade Mac Jones. Bill Belichick says he you can't, and, and Robert acquiesces. You have you catch a pattern here with Robert Kraft. After things are over, he's this big screaming guy with a big stick yelling you about. You mean Garoppolo, not Mac Jones? What did I say? You said Bill wanted to trade Mac uh, Jones. Robert, Robert wanted, wanted to, to trade. trade. No, Bill wanted to trade Mac Jones. Right. Oh, I don't know. I'm confused. We've got too many quarterbacks and too many coaches. Bill Belichick, at the conclusion of last season, according wanted to Wickersham, wanted to trade Mac. Yes. Bill uh, Robert Kraft interceded and said no. Okay. All right. And Bill, you know, acquiesces or whatever. Right. But. There are so many cases in here where Robert is seen as this guy that's powerless within this organization. And I just sit back today and, and I read through this. It, the greatness of Brady, it wasn't that Robert kept Bill and Tom together. It's that Tom kept winning as the most important thing with Robert and Bill. He was the gravitation. It was this. He had the centrifugal force where all units orbited, where he was so focused on winning. Whereas Bill and Robert were more into turf wars and other things. But I want to get away from the story briefly. And I have a, I have a couple of questions that I, I, I want you mm-hmm. to answer and other people. Okay. Let's remove Gerard Mayo. Let's say last offseason when they hired Bill O'Brien. They promised him the exact same job that Gerard Mayo was promised. Bill O'Brien's back as the offensive coordinator. He's here to fix the mess of Matt Patricia. Mm -hmm. And when Bill retires, Bill O'Brien will be the head coach. Do they stick with it today the way they did with Gerard Mayo? Well, it's so confusing. It's it the way it's described as it's contractually written in the contract. How could you get out of that? Maybe they had no there choice. There was. So uh, Ian Rappaport had a story yesterday. It's just a cash buyout, either the job or $10 million. The job or cash buyout. So you're saying if they had never promised it to Mayo. If they did everything to Mayo but for Bill O'Brien, in mm-hmm. my opinion, zero shot Bill O'Brien as the head coach. The only reason is what Wiggy was trying to get through when I interrupted him and led to a, a, a fight earlier this week. And Wiggy's right. that I just didn't think that day was the right day to do it. But Wiggy's point is perfectly accurate that... Robert Kraft is doing Robert Kraft everything he does today and going forward is with one thing in mind getting to Canton, Ohio. 
And if he goes back on his word with an African-American coach, then that is a stain on his resume. Even though nobody in their right mind today would say Gerard Mayo should be given the job without any other interviews. Gerard Mayo may be the next Mike Tomlin, maybe the next Bill Belichick, maybe the next great coach of NFL. Nobody knows. But the the notion that there wouldn't be a single interview. <laughs> they did consider Vrabel briefly. The, that's coming out now. We considered him briefly. No, that was, I mean, that's in the story. Bowen had it, uh-huh. and they basically confirmed that they were thinking of trading for him. Yeah. Obviously, Rappaport thought that was going to happen because immediately when Vrabel was fired, he tweeted, look out for New England. Yeah. But. Well, the one difference here is Bill O'Brien coached a unit that was miserable. So there was an on, there is potentially, I don't know if he was actually the coordinator or if it was Bill's son, but there is potentially an on-field reason to keep Gerard Mayo and promote him. His side of the field did pretty good this year. Oh, no. And the players generally believe in him. I would agree five years of coaching experience is a little light. Um, it's very much like Tomlin. I was there for the Tomlin hire, except that he came from outside the organization, and the internal candidate who was thought to get the job was, was, was Jesen. Yeah, it was announced he had it by one paper, and then he didn't. And Tomlin came in and wowed them to the point where Rooney had to reconsider, and he made that choice. But in this case... Mayo's, it's not a shock, but I am surprised they didn't do their due diligence. I would agree with you so, on that. So my opinion on this has nothing to do with Gerard Mayo, really. I, 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 it would be impossible for you or I to formulate an opinion on a guy where we don't even know what his job responsibilities were. So I, everybody I know that I respect that knows him speaks only highly of Gerard Mayo, that he's been successful in everything he's done, that he is you know, almost too intelligent for football at times. We succeeded in, in the financial industry before coming back to football. So none of this has to do with Gerard Mayo. The job that he was promised was not for a team that went four and thirteen. The job that he was promised was not on the heels of one of the more disastrous seasons in NFL history. They didn't give him that contract expecting him to be I, I mean the notion that they wouldn't have said you get the job two years from now yeah, or this, that they wouldn't have some sort of a qualifier shows how poorly managed that was. Well, and he, Kraft, at the end of his Q&A, did declare that the next coach was going to be a guy that gets them to the playoffs and wins. So is that a one-year? <laughs> how long do they give Gerard Mayo? It's a lot of pressure for him to step in for a four-win football team with a lot of mess to fix. But that almost makes you look worse because Gerard Mayo should have a year to learn this. Sure, to, to, he's going to need a year. To expect that he's going to come in right. in year one and... Not you know have some learning curve moments it would, well, be, it would right. be idiotic. The dictatorship is over. They have they now have an entire. But it wasn't a dictatorship. Well, it was. It really wasn't. I mean, it, Bill well, Belichick. Mostly... did Saddam have to give in to anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Ten years of dictatorship, and then the dictatorship was being checked and balanced, and Bill threw a fit, and it's all over. But so, in all sincerity, yeah. the, the divorce should have happened after 2020 because Kraft totally. Lost faith in Bill because yeah. his his golden boy won a Super Bowl in year one. And you and everybody else, I said, this has got to irritate the crap out of Robert Kraft. That's the only time they've spent in the last seven years mm-hmm. was following that season. All right, your thoughts on it all. 617-779-7937. Ken and Curtis here until noon. Fitzy and Hart take over at that time. NFL football later today. Double header, including a brutally cold game. With the Chiefs and the Bills uh, are in action tomorrow with snow and, uh, you know, p- looking for shovelers and everything else. So the wild, Super Wild Card weekend is off to a good start. Joe's can, got the defense. Can I correct there. one thing that I've yeah, heard yeah. all week and it's wrong? If Mahomes wins tonight, P- 
people say it's his first road playoff game. He lost a Super Bowl to the Bucs in Tampa. That's a road playoff game. Hmm. That was a home team in the Super Bowl. They were visiting the Bucs stadium, so he has played a road game. Well, Mahomes, they're home in Kansas City tonight, right? If they win tonight, oh, everybody win says tonight. it'll be his first road game, when in reality, one of his Super Bowls was against a team playing in their home stadium. All right, Joe B. has the details here on a busy Saturday with the rain ending here. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, for the first time in a couple of days, it's pretty quiet on the Boston sports scene, at least for today. The Celtics and Bruins were both off yesterday after losing on Thursday night. They are back in action tonight. The Celtics will welcome back former head coach Ime Udoka and the Houston Rockets to town. This is the first time Udoka has been in Boston since being suspended and fired just before last season. Tip-off from TD Garden is set for 7 o'clock. The team did announce this morning that they are moving guard Delano Banton and center Namias Keita to their G League team in Maine. The Bruins will wrap up their four-game road trip tonight in St. Louis against the Blues. No update yet on Linus Allmark or Matthew Patra if they are active. They were listed as day-to-day yesterday. Puck drop from St. Louis is set for 8 o'clock. Patriots did not take long at all to name their new head coach yesterday. It was announced that Gerard Mayo will be the head coach a day after the team parted ways with Bill Belichick. At 37, the former Patriots first-round pick will become the youngest coach in the NFL. Mayo will have an official, official introductory press conference at Gillette Stadium on Wednesday at noon. Just before we get into the NFL playoffs, news breaking from Adam Schefter. Eagles receiver A.J. Brown has officially been ruled out of Monday night's contest against the Bucks with a knee injury. Schefter did report that if the Eagles win, there is a good chance that Brown will be back for the divisional game. The NFL playoffs do begin, though, today with the start of Super Wild Card Weekend. The Browns are in Houston to face the Texans, followed by the Dolphins taking on the Chiefs in record freezing temperatures. You can hear both games via Westwood One right here on 93.7 WEIFM beginning at 4 p.m. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and uh, I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. One thing I am sure of, and that will never change, is that I am a Patriot for life. That had to be part of the settlement of some kind, right? That had to be openly discussed. Bill, one part of one thing or that we got no deal. You got to get up there and say, I'm always a Patriot. Same thing with Brady. Or was there cash exchanged? No, it's it's all about the vanity of craft over the success of the team, over what's in the best interest of the team. What does Tom Brady want to do? I'll tell you. He wants to be a minority owner of an NFL team. Who could help grease those skids? Who? Who? Well, Brady. No, what? Tom Brady wants to be a minority owner. Yeah. Who would grease those skids to vote oh, in favor? Craft in his favor? Right. Mm. Yeah. Just like Tom got the nice property in Brookline, right? I don't think Brady needs much help from Kraft to get but, minority ownership, though. 
Well, it didn't, you know, they said you had to go back to the drawing board. Mark Davis, the boob, didn't do it accurately, gave him too much equity with not enough of a price tag. But mm. that's what Tom probably did it for. And then, you know, you have Bill <laughs> Belichick, who is free to leave without any compensation. So it's solidified. The dynasty is officially over. Mm-hmm. And for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft received bupkis. Does Bill uh, show up 612-24? No. That is uh, distinctly not permitted on the premises. If if Jonathan is there, he's not. I'll tell you that (laughs) after reading this story. All right. Now, we got to get to this Adam Schefter news that just broke here during uh, the commercial break. Kenny Curtis, by the way. Here on WEI with you until noon. According to our Andy Hart, and Joe Braverman is trying to get the sound for And us Andrew there. Callahan tweeted a similar quote. So Okay, here's the... Here's the uh, I'm going to go with Callahan's quote, because I think Andy did this a little off the cuff, but I, they, they say the same thing. Adam Schefter speaking on the Patriots GM search on ESPN. Quote, they're in no rush to hire a general manager. They might even wait until after the draft to hire a general manager. End quote. So you're telling me that they had this urgent need to name... Gerard Mayo at 37, their head coach, when there's not a game last I checked for, what, seven months? How long is it till September? I don't know. Seven, eight months? Sure. So Nine months. Eight months. We'll be gone until November, as Wyclef <laughs> said. Okay. Um, Gerard Mayo doesn't have to coach a game until preseason begins in camp late July, early August. And you hired him immediately after you fired Bill Belichick. Sorry, mutually agreed to part ways. And... Now you're saying on the eve, on the precipice of the biggest, most important draft pick since Drew Bledsoe in the early 90s, you have a top three pick and there's no urgency and you may even wait till after the draft. What general manager would sign that's worth anything would come to a place that just drafted a third overall pick without consulting you and already hired the head coach? Now, Andrew Callahan mentions Elliot Wolf very quickly in that tweet after the quote. He's been uh, with the Patriots here since 2020, and I wonder if that's just a craft guy who's been stashed in the organization. Um, that he's their guy, and basically that's your GM. You know, if that's <laughs> if that's going to be the choice anyway, why wouldn't you just name it? It's, it is it is bizarre. You you're going to take your next pick. This, this means Kraft's making the pick again. Kraft the. Robert and Jonathan, and maybe Robin Glazer, whoever that is, I don't know her. She was referenced in the uh, Wickersham piece, the assistant vice president or whatever it is. Council. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a Red Sox-esque front front office group that is very involved, and yet, similar to the Red Sox, the coach, Cora, some argue has more power than the GM there, and maybe that's the case with... Gerard Mayo, he better have a say in this. So does everybody that's listening that's like the the footy pajama guy with the Patriots that yelled at you and me when we said that the Malik Cunningham start and the benching of, of Zappi after being told by Ian Rappaport that Mac is on a short leash, that all of this was just a symptom of a massive dysfunctional organization? Oh, what a cluster. I mean, to, the way in which that you handled this, the most important position, and it continues in the absence of Bill Belichick. We believe they're going to take a quarterback <laughs> of the top five, correct? That's the the going guess out there. In every mock draft I see, it's Jaden um, Daniels from LSU. Yes. Okay. Or Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin but, Harrison, yep. But that in and of itself... Or re- Joe Alt, the tackle. ...requires a Kirk Cousins or a trade for a quarterback or whatever. And you're sitting here, and the top of your organizational chart is Robert, Jonathan, and Gerard Mayo without a general manager. And Elliot Wolf. Six one seven. Another guy seven, that's there because his dad's Ron Wolf. Seven seven. 
Uh, you know the phone number. Let's get to the phones. Mike and Malden on the reaction to this week. What a crazy week. Hi, Mike. Hey, you just said it. And if you don't mind, I need just a couple of uh, 40 seconds of space to go on a bit of a rant. You just said it, Curtis, which is what general manager worth anything would come here under those circumstances. That's exactly what Kraft wants. A general manager whom he doesn't have to pay anything to. This is a franchise that's been 31st in player spending. It's been bottom three in player scouting expenses. That has the smallest coaching staff. Right, so if your owner comes over the top and says, you're going to hire that offensive coordinator and I'm going to pay Gerard Mayo like a defensive coordinator, but I'm not going to increase your budget so you can't hire other coaches. I'm going to constrict you there. People celebrate Robert Kraft like he's some business genius. Uh, no, he's not. He took over his wife's father's company, which at the time he took it over was the largest corrugated packaging provider in the world. It's not like he like built this company from scratch and, oh, my gosh, what a genius. No, he married the right woman, and he got kind of lucky. Like, this guy gets celebrated, and all he he never spends on the team. He, you know why they don't adjust contracts and move money around and move guarantees to create cap space? Because it would require Robert to have to put that money into an account. Dump that one. We're going to dump that one. Uh, yeah, up until the end, very good. But it's true. I mean, I... Well, he referenced spending uh, on the team. That's going to be a sore spot for you, I know, today and going forward. But, Ken, can and you fans. maybe apologize saying that it's this, like, cyclical thing? They haven't spent. They don't spend. Well, here's the one thing that, that circles this all together. And But can you answer that directly? No, I want to I give you some context. <laughs> Kraft, in his Q&A, praised Bill for understanding the economics of the game and the salary cap and how it's related, how the two things are related, talent and salary cap. Last week, we had our Bill Farewell show. You had your top five Bill moments and things. Lost in there, and I guess it's not a moment, is his ability to convince Brady to take less for all those years. I know you don't believe in the salary cap, but that is significant. Brady, on paper, took less money for so long. That was part of the ethos. But you're right. He's going to have to prove it now that he either spends or it was Bill who didn't want to spend. But here's where I'll tell, correct you, okay? If Bill, if Tom had been paid at the top of the market, they could have still surrounded him with Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, and Gronk. So that just saved Kraft money. It didn't help them in terms of their ability to maximize spending on a year-by-year basis. Secondly, the most important quality of Tom Brady will be seen on this Apple Dynasty documentary that's coming out in February, where you hear Danny Amendola, and I'm sure others say, we worked for Bill, we played for Tom. Having, having Tom Brady, the best player in the sport, or top three, depending on what, what part of the era, be the first person running up the hill, the first person in the parking spot, the guy that's there that took the lead from Rodney Harris and Willie McGinnis and, and Teddy Bruschi and Vrabel and those guys. That was the, that's the secret sauce for Bill. Okay, but counterpoint to that in this Wickersham story. Would you disagree story, with that? Can I, yeah, well, I just want, I want you to take on this. Wickersham story, the players rallied around Bill at the end of the season. What was that about? Some may not, may not have been the entire team. Oh, I, I read that. First of all, that's the same days we were playing the Adrian Phillips, Jelani Tavai, Godchow sound where they were praising Gerard Mayo, correct? Yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't gotten every defensive player on the record. Here's here's the the fact of the case. But but, but, but real quick, to, to finish on that point, what, is it fair to say a lot of people in the organization, if you read the story, favored Bill over Kraft in the dynamics of what was of going course. on this season? 
and there's a lot of players who rightfully, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that owe a lot to Bill Belichick. Got a Nobody's... lot of praise for Bill now that he's gone, social media, etc. Right. We worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. Right. I mean, and, and but the, that's also... It doesn't mean they hated Bill. I think both can be true. They played for Tom. Obviously, he was an inspiring guy. But now that you're seeing Bill walk away, he's getting a lot of praise and love from former players okay, who respected Ken, him. Bill Belichick's resume is the greatest of any coach in NFL history. You look like a dullard if you come out this week and say he sucked. You could just say nothing. Or you could do the Chandler Jones rap. Right. I think Rob Gronkowski is trying to, you know, mend fences. <laughs> is, is he his... trying to get an ownership stake? No, he's too, whatever. But <laughs> the, the, the Patriots' time to play for Bill was against the Saints after the worst loss they've had in a generation against the Cowboys. Instead, they came home and were shut out. Mm-hmm. And Bill quit in that game. Beat the Steelers. No, but that that's big, what I'm talking about. <laughs> they they win a, a couple games when the season's over. Yeah. I, I think the Christmas Eve had a lot to do with you're a road team. Everybody in Denver's family is waiting for them to come home and open gifts. You had the advantage. All the teams on the road that weekend. The, the Raiders beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. The Patriots beat the Broncos in Denver. Two teams that were inferior with less to play for won those games. Well, no, I think you were right about it. We were, I guess, you know, for months in that these reports, these as Wickersham described it, they let Bill twist under a barrage of reports about his future all season or half the season. Right. Curran got fed the news coming out of Germany. And I'm done. I'm firmer than ever that that was Jonathan to Tom because it's the way to it's the way to ensure his dad doesn't get cold feet. Well, then there was a backlash from the players who were seeing that, reading that, witnessing that, and being like, what the F? You know, you're you're doing this guy dirty after all he's done for the organization. So in that sense, Bill became a sympathetic figure, and the players were rallying to his defense late in the year. And I hate to break it to everybody that gets enraged about the Brady talk. Read the story. It's the lead, and it will be the lead for this organization until they win another Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Do you think Robert regrets it? The Brady? <laughs> of course. Okay, but then it's like... You don't? I think so, yes. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, but... How could you not? But then he still he, stood by Bill. Again, Ken, he signed him to another contract extension last year. Ken, in the year one, 2020, he won Super Bowl MVP. As you said, you could have fired him after 2020, right it, after the Super Bowl win. I would have. In year two, at age 44, he was the runner-up in league MVP. He won five playoff games in three seasons. Hmm. It is, and there's some audio that's playing somewhere. I don't know what it's coming from. Joe B., can we play that uh, clip from the press conference where Kraft is asked about why he didn't keep Bill as just a coach only? Which, in hindsight, it, it kind of is silly. I mean, these guys, if as is described here, they hated each other to this level. They hadn't made eye contact in nine months. But he goes into some detail here. One thing about the Kraft Q&A, there's a lot of spin here for sure. I did think he told you some stuff, right? And he's telling it and, and trying to get you to agree with his – but he's, you always wanted him to get up there and speak and answer questions from the media. He did that. I don't think he was honest. Yeah, I don't think he was totally honest. Um, but you, for, uh, he's honest from his, of, from his viewpoint. You're getting his side of it. No, he didn't. He obviously meddled in football. He stopped the coach from trading Mac Jones. I think he did meddle in football up to – after Brady won the Super Bowl, right? Okay, but, well, but he said he a, never did. Okay, well, let's, here's here's him expanding on uh, the power that Bill had. Do you have any reservations at all whether or not this is the right decision in any way? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's the you next know, uh, Sorry, John, I think that's the, wrong one. that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. We'll, we'll get the right clip for you. What was funny the, about that? The next Why was one. He laughing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that um, 
anyway, the, the the team the team's opportunity to rally for Bill yeah. was when the season was still in doubt. And when that occurred, they totally didn't show up. There was disconnect, I think, players, maybe it wasn't as much Bill as it was Mac, but the way they addressed and handled the quarterback position was a middle finger from Bill to Kraft that you're not going to tell me what to do. You told me to trade this guy. I'm not going to trade him. You drafted him. I'm stuck with him. You're going to have to watch him play. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it is. And in the meantime, Bill has no job, and there's no guarantee he will, I guess, get a head coaching job. Uh, Lock and Four was on before us with Costo saying he thinks he's going to be a, an executive vice president. He won't be on the sidelines next year. Uh, he could uh, not be more wrong. Fowler would... says he's going to look for a team that's talented yet underachieving. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. I, you and I, I have been on that from the beginning. We had that guy Brodus on, who's on every Odyssey station in America lately. But he, Unless they go on a run. They'll beat the Packers tomorrow, right? They can't possibly I love love. Oh, boy. Let's go to uh, John and Gardner. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, boys. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, a bold prediction to start. Uh, uh, defensive coordinator for Mayo, Steve Belichick. No. And I think it's 50-50. <laughs> no, I think on. it's 50-50. I believe me, you know, you look at all the factors. What are the factors? factors. There's There's no way Jonathan Kraft would let a Belichick back in the building. No way. I suppose, but I'll stick with my prediction. And and a reminder to everybody, we have no birthright to championships in this town. There's a lot of places that haven't had championships or even contenders for a long, long time. No, you have the, John, 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 you have the birthright to have an organization maximize a winning window, and this organization did not. Um, I don't know about a birthright, but I I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it. Finally, Curtis, this is mainly for you. I still don't understand on the money end of it. <clears throat> it seems to me if Bill pinched pennies, and it, he could then tout as a feather in his cap how he did what he did with so little money spent, whereas Kraft, whose whole legacy in life is about the Patriots and the success or failure thereof, I don't understand his motivation to to. To pinch money because he wants to, well, because he wants to he likes money billionaire. <laughs> well, billionaire, billionaire he wants to cut a, he wants to be I, a trillionaire I mean billionaires are billionaires because they really like money they don't get that way because they're in Greenpeace I, I mean, can't get past this no GM until after the draft is that possible is this really going to happen it, from Kraft's point of view there is he trying to absolve himself from blame if it goes wrong or is he saying I'm going to make the pick and ensure that I make the pick, and then we're going to hire somebody who falls in line with what I what I want with the organization. Hand to God, I am on Bill's side over the over Jonathan Kraft. What has Jonathan Kraft done? I mean, right? What did, what did Matt Patricia do? I guess. I mean, there's a lot of. But Bill Belichick knows far. He's forgotten more football than Jonathan Kraft knows. I'm well, sorry. Well, I mean, well, again, that's why I was saying to you, Bill has Bill has a reason to be. To feel sorry for how he was treated this last year. And I think the football world is on Bill's side because they've all dealt with a Jonathan. That's someone who, because of a <laughs> birthright. looking at me when you say that? No, because of a birthright. Yeah. They think that they have this huge power over a football guy because their dad owns the team. Now, here's the Schefter cut from ESPN. Braverman got us. Let's hear this as, as he says it. Shefty's pretty reliable, right? You would expect he's not going to be off the cuff here. He is pretty connected oh, to the boy. Patriots. All right, here we go. 
As for the Patriots' new direction, they now have the youngest coach in the NFL. Gerard Mayo takes over for Bill Belichick. At 37, Gerard Mayo is one month younger than the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, who now loses that distinction. And the question will be, what happens with the Patriots' front office? They're in no rush to hire a general manager. They might even wait until after the draft before they hire a general manager. But Gerard Mayo will be introduced Wednesday as the new head coach. So it's that amazing. Wild. Hidden in there with that absolute incredible nugget. Every team has whiplash. The Patriots went from Parcells to Carroll to Belichick, and then they went from the oldest active head coach for a day to the youngest active head coach. But even if Elliot Wolf is the guy, aren't you pissed if you're Elliot Wolf that you have to sing for your supper as some assistant scout when you're actually going to make the call on who the third pick is? Like they're going to look to you to make the pick. They're going to take the credit for it. If it goes poorly, you're fired. If it goes right, you're not even the guy. You but, get no credit for but it. But let's say it's not Elliot Wolf. Let's say it's who else could it be? Let's just for this purpose. Let's say it's Thomas Dimitrov. Okay, and he's hired on May on June sixth. Mm-hmm. So they draft Jaden. What's the guy? His last name is Daniels, right? Yeah. LSU, the yep. Heisman winning quarterback. Yes. They take him at three. Dimitrov is here, and the team is two and fourteen, or two and fifteen, and then six and eleven. And Daniels isn't the guy. Do you fire Dimitrov? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, but you know, I, Wolf. Like, if you had a search, Wolf had fourteen years with the Packers. He's not like he's just a newbie. Uh, and obviously, you mentioned the nepotism of his father, so there is a there is a bloodline there that could be a ba- a good thing. Sometimes it's not like he's unqualified, but I just can't believe you would not announce it and not name him until after. They're really making him... It it makes you think that Gerard Mayo not being a defensive coordinator is more of a Craftian thing. They want you to prove you can do the job before they give you the title. But the opposite is Gerard Mayo. He's given the job before he's proven anything. Yeah, he was skipped over that and was given the head coach. It's it's, it's just strange. Adam and Framingham. Hello, Adam. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, So everybody's crushing this. Rightfully so. I got it. Right, like I understand. I, I can't even defend the fact that they didn't interview other people. I don't know why you would ignore getting the insight someone from outside the organization. But I feel like we got to press pause a little bit and at least give them a shot to not be an embarrassment. Like it could be a home run or a train wreck, right? It feels like train wreck, but you know, Kraft did hire Carroll and Bill, right? He's he's, he's hired some good coaches yep. in his career, right? Maybe he's got Parcells. an eye for talent. Parcells and too. Maybe well, he he inherited Parcells, I think. He didn't hire. Him. I think he hired Parcells. Kraft did not hire Parcells. Okay, go ahead. No, no. So I, I'm just saying, like, guy's 37. Maybe he's special. I don't know. Maybe he, he's a culture setter. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel a lot better if he blew out the offensive staff and brought in his own guy. So I felt like we were doing things a different way. That would make me feel better. And, and I just want to say to Curtis because I know we argued about Belichick many, many, many times, and I had already kind of conceded. Reading these stories now. Like, I mean, Nana was in hospice for like two years, and somebody just pulled the plug last week. I mean, oh, this thing was dead. It's the first time I can remember where we weren't pulling from the same end of the rope, right? Like, it was like a mess. Right. It that's was a mess. Why we won four and that's why Bill and Adam, has... let me just tell you, you are a prince. You're the prince of WEEI. So rare that someone calls in. You know, we have to show up every day when we're wrong, but uh, I appreciate the candor, and uh, the Patriots are lucky to have someone like you following them. Right. Well, he's getting a little noisy there, so I dropped him. 617-779-7937. More of your phone calls, your reaction. Patriots may not hire a GM until after 
the draft. And I would like, we have a huge budget now at Odyssey. I want to buy a billboard that just says Patriots wrong way right outside of it. Let's see. We'll work on that one. Oh, baby. Patriots putting the wild and wild card weekend. All American rejects? Yeah, I think that's correct. Not my wheelhouse, but yes. Bonus points for the name title? Song title? Um, Chris Curtis's Childhood. What is your song? It was Dirty Little Secret. There you go. Text Uh, line gave me the suggestion. Thank you very much. So, a lot of secrets, a lot of family business. Yeah. Text from my buddy Sully. See if you agree with this. One of the rare Sullys in New England. With the Northeastern with Sully. My man Sully was my offensive line uh, my offensive line coach at Rivers. And baseball. Darren Sullivan. Good man. He texts me, the crafts are like the Godfather. They stay within the family. True? Uh, yeah, but here's... So this... Um, if you haven't read the Wickersham, Wright Thompson, Don Venata expose on the demise of the Patriot Way, it's a must-read. You know, Woodward Bernstein had Watergate. You know, the, the brilliant work of the Spotlight team at the Boston Globe won an Oscar with uncovering the rampant child sex abuse within the Catholic Church. And Seth Wickersham has been the point person on the pressure points of the Patriots and where the where the demise occurred. He has been spectacular. He also it. wrote If These Walls Could Talk. He did. Um, and, and he has a great book on Nifty. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is so perfectly, this perfectly encapsulates the half measures of Robert Kraft. No matter how frustrated Kraft was, he knew he had whiffed on Brady, allowing Brady to leave and, and not get anything in return and to watch him raise his seventh Lombardi. And he is paralyzed with fear over Belichick doing that elsewhere. Hey, Robert, you know how you can preclude that from happening? Not by being 31st in cash spending. If you wanted Bill to stay surpass Shula and win here, you were the one in charge of the financials for this team. Now, there's another point. Do you think when they did spend in 21, and most of the picks, some worked out, but most did not, that set them firmly over the edge? But that's so laughable because they went from seven wins in 2020 to 10 wins in 21, right? Right, but a lot of wasted dollars. And if you're Robert Kraft, and that's an important an important thing to you. What's the point of spending $25 million a year on Bill Belichick and having him drive a broken-down Peugeot? Because that's what Bill does. That's how Bill wins with the Peugeot. Okay, but when you have Mario Andretti, is that the race car driver? Right. Nice job. Behind the wheel. Relevant. I mean, topical. <laughs> Dale Harnard, bad news out of Orlando. Oh, um, but if you have, you know, Mac Jones, who's still got his learner's permit, driving the Peugeot, it's going to crash into something. Let's go to, who oh boy, let's go to Corey in the car. Hello, Corey. Hey, I wonder with Gerard being so young, do you think that he'll build an analytics department and who out there, who out there is, is that guy to go to to build something like that with an organization that's never had it? It's amazing. That's the way it's described in the Wickersham piece, Corey, that they just build doesn't have – it doesn't exist in the building. They don't use analytics at all. There's no, there are no numbers to be found. And what does Jonathan Kraft co-host every year? Analytics conference, the Sloan, Sloan Analytics Conference. Ooh, good thought. So, and so that actually takes the now. that takes the Commanders out of it because the gentleman who um, is the new owner, Josh Smith, I believe his name is, with Washington, mm-hmm. he's one of the compatriots of. Uh, he went to Harvard Business School with oh, Josh Harris with uh, Jonathan Kraft. So, 
if they're in, I could totally see the Cowboys being a perfect fit because there's no way Jerry Jones uses analytics. During the break, I asked you a question. And I think you had an interesting answer. I said, "Why did they rush to hire Mayo?" And you said, "Maybe they had to. Contractual trigger clause had to be done within a certain time period." I have consumed so many different forms of media this week about this topic. I don't remember where I heard it, but I believe that there was a certain period of time following the dismissal or mutual agreeing of parting ways, following a change in the head coach position, that there would be a buyout that would trigger had Gerard Mayo not been named the head coach. I wonder, though, if you could have told Mayo, look, go test the market. They've done that with other players before, you know, in this case, a coach. Go interview with other teams. We're going to interview. We want to take a look at Ben Johnson from Detroit. We want to look at offensive coaches. We want to look at Harbaugh. This it's is a where... historic year for Vrabel and Harbaugh are available, and they took five seconds to announce Mayo's the guy. I would say the that would be the case if Gerard Mayo were not a young African-American head coach. I think Robert Kraft is sensitive to the league's poor handling of head coaching and the way it's just been either nepotism or this old white man's club forever. And he's loyal. He made a point of saying that, and he has been loyal throughout his career to most of his hires. Has he been loyal to Bill Belichick? Well, you you stayed with him for... The great intelligent man? But he stayed with him for four years longer than he probably should have. Do you think Bill Belichick views Robert Kraft as loyal? In a way. way. To a point. You can't be loyal in a way. I mean, he chose him over Brady. He's got to be thankful for that. Ken... Today, if we had Bill he Belichick, a year later, but <laughs> do you think Bill Belichick tells his confidants that Robert Kraft's been loyal to him? Bill takes the high road. When people go low, Bill. Can goes you high. just answer the question? Yes, yes, I think he likes Robert. Do you think Robert talked to Meek Mill before he made the hire. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety. It does a good point by uh, No Moss Gathers. The whole uh, off season prior now with Lamar Jackson and that comment is even more bizarre when you think about the whole deterioration of things. Was that? Done to inflame the situation purposely, or was that just an off-the-cuff thing? Or why would if, if you wanted Lamar, you could have got him. You could have let Bill go then. The only thing that makes sense because they have each been on both sides of several key issues regarding spending or roster development is that it was a line intended to take attention away from Robert and onto Bill. It's a full throttle offseason for somebody. No, but I mean, I don't know how we can sit back and look at the Red Sox, who are, I think they were 15th last year in spending. Not what they should be, but they've never been 31st. Yeah, but you know the economics of baseball are much more dramatic. Like, if you're 31st in baseball, you're Pittsburgh. You're spending $30 okay. million. Dollars. I, I, want, I would like to do this right now. Can you vamp for two seconds? No, we have to I, take a break. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to give you the top seven spending NFL teams. God, everybody, the, the five people listening just turn their radios off. And, and you'll see that there may indeed be a correlation on what you spend versus the team on the field. Kenny Curtis, Fitzy Hardin Newton.